and welcome back to Tales from the Service Industry. I'm Bill. I'm joined this evening with Miss B and new guest joining us tonight, Mike. Thank you for having me, sir. Thank you for being here. Traditionally, with a new guest, we'd like to ask for a little introduction. If you could walk us through some of your career highlights, we'd appreciate it. Be my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Just want to introduce myself. It's Mike. Started the industry back in 99, 2000. I have uh, been doing this for almost 23 plus years. Been to about seven different franchise companies and uh, 12 hotels. Wow. Seasoned uh, vet. It's quite the assortment. Mostly all flags. Nice. Uh, happy to bring some tales, if you will, from all those experiences, because I believe the hospitality industry is just unlike any other about what we experience on a daily basis. Well, that's True that. That's exactly why we're here. That's the genesis of this. So glad you brought your stories. Always, sir. A-hole of the week. Do you Ooh, got one? Jumping right in. Let's jump. All right, I'll take it from there. A-hole of the week. Uh, the hotel I'm currently at, gentleman comes down. He's uh, pretty much not sold on the uh, hotel rate. He thinks that it should be just be $100, and he booked it at uh, $594 plus tax, which sounds out to be about 620 So we're nowhere near the uh, the expectation to which was actually charged. Company booked the uh, reservation, but he basically alerted that he's going to book it and just assume that we're going to change the rate is what she told me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Presumptuous. Yeah, presumptuous. It's like <laughs> you're going to JCPenney and be like, I love that sweater, but I'm only paying $100. We're pretty much the industry <laughs> that still believes in bargaining. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot stand when guests do that. And it's like, you know, it should be this much, but it's not. <laughs> After carefully explaining the elements of revenue and who we had in house that's governing the rates, blah, 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 blah. That makes sense completely out of my control. He wasn't just about hearing any of that. All can relate that uh, just doesn't believe the rates. So we just went back and forth. And he basically just says, I came to this conclusion because of where it's at geographically, the clientele that you have and the making of your sheet pillow count which was, I found intriguing (laughs) to bring into the conversation. Now, I said by experience before, so obviously um, if you've been in the hospitality this long, you can deal with a lot of irate guests and you can start breaking down the problems to the point at which you got to learn how to solve it eventually. So I just said, how are we going to solve this? I'm really not willing to budge on rate because I didn't book this hotel. You did. And the assumption that you get the rate down. He goes, well, if you don't get me this, I will absolutely lose my faith in Hilton. And so I was like, okay, faith in the brand, got to hold it. So how can I rekindle? So I said, I'll do this. I will take your rate down to, and I asked him, what was the rate again? He actually upped it. He went from uh, 99 to 110, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> really? Governing yes, that. that uh, that's 11 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. If you're willing to sign uh, 100 rooms whole year, that rate, I'll drop it down. Then he goes, you know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> I am just going to have your... And then he just starts going off the rails about everything he wants to take from me, including my profession, my oh, job, everything else. Fire, oh, brimstone, everything come from the heavens. <laughs> and then I calmly asked him, I said, I believe our relationship is no longer salvageable. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> unfortunately enough, it didn't end fun. He left... He did call back and he spoke to a person that said that they would lower the rate. He couldn't give oh. names. He couldn't give names. That's the thing. No oh. one ever writes down the names. Oh. It's important oh. in this industry. But he did try that with the front desk and they didn't believe it. So I got the call again. And oh then he did. He did. Do you know what he dove into? What? He goes, what? I spoke to someone at your hotel. Really? Very mean gentleman. <laughs> and you know what? At this point, I'm like, did he not remember my title? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, who'd you speak to? He's like, a plump gentleman. <laughs> I was like, oof. You know, and so at this Those time, plump I'm... plump gentleman. <laughs> at this point, I'm bought in. I'm in it. We're in it to win it right now. So I was like, 
I look directly into the phone, like I'm talking to him, and I go, we have exactly four plump gentlemen sellers at the desk. <laughs> Sir, I want, I want to make sure that we get to the bottom of this. Could you, could you please explain? And because he did not remember my title, having the conversation with me, and know that we weren't going to change the rate, I did say, do you remember how plump he was? <laughs> I consider it the key to uh, the key to good customer service. The key to good customer service is always, always be straightforward and have a straight face and just compel it without comedy. And do you know what? To my demise, you know, I know we're in the I know we're in the era of being respectful out of people's body position. He did actually remember how plump it was, which is. No, no. <laughs> it was a big plump. <laughs> what were his words exactly? His words exactly were, it was, this gentleman was large. I would have to say a 52 double-breasted suit <laughs> with a 48 waist. <laughs> that specific. Wow, yeah. dimensions. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Curveball time. Curveball time. Had to bring out, had to bring up the old jcpenny.com thing and look up the suit size, <laughs> how big this gentleman was. Oh, and he goes, he did say, as a benefit to me personally, because he didn't know he was talking to me. He just spoke to me about 15 minutes ago. Oh, my God. I did say, I think I know the person you're talking about. <laughs> he didn't lower your rate, did he? He goes, I thought he was going to lower the rate. He's like, I spoke to him, and uh, he said he was going to lower the rate. Oh. oh. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, let's go over this, uh, this size again, because I don't think we're talking about the same person. So what time was it? <laughs> he goes, it probably was about 15, 20 minutes ago. Oh. 15, 20 minutes ago. And I go... Well, I believe you spoke to that person, so hold on. Now, I want to make sure that the guest feels heard. On a second time, of course. So I should put him on hold. Of course. And let so him that, wait. that time, mm-hmm. I know this conversation is going to be long, so I didn't take my time with many things, but I did put him on hold for about five or ten minutes. Now, if he's been on hold, that's pretty much the time. Oh, my God. So five or ten minutes go by. I went get coffee, talked to the front <laughs> desk. <laughs> I may or may not have made myself whatever's left of the breakfast because I think it was closing. And then it went set back down. <laughs> I think he was pretty good about actually staying on hold. So it was pretty good. And then oh my God. answer the phone. Deep breath. I go, I think I found the plump person you're speaking to. <laughs> I think there was a miscommunication is that he might have said he was going to lower the rate, but he did say he had to check with management. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to change out that, uh, that rate. And that's what he said. Well, I'm no longer going to stay at your hotel. And that guy has horrible customer service. He's very fat. That's when I'm like, you know what? I was like, sir, we don't fat shame here. <laughs> this is, I don't want to mind up on any type of news channels or anything like that. So unfortunately enough, because of that, because of that, I was willing, uh, I was willing at one time to maybe compromise a rate, to maybe compromise something. I can understand where communication breakdown happens like that. But once you start just literally injecting yourself into someone's body composition, they may or may not be able to handle. That's where I have to draw the line. Oh my God. And he's like, look it, I really am sorry. He goes, I'll just pay the rate. Just forget we had this conversation. Oh, my God. Dead done. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep my rate. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you guys record calls? (laughs) A-hole of the week. (laughs) I'd frame that call. (laughs) God, that was wonderful. The fact that he went with plump really kind of hit home. I was like, wow. How could you like not I've been hitting the gym. Like, I I feel like I feel like this is wow. This is this is an eye opener for me. This is it. Oh you my know, God. I'm not hitting it hard enough, you know, because like obviously if we spoke to a plump gentleman, <laughs> there's a front plump. desk 
And I did not tell him that our whole front desk is all women. So I knew he was talking about me. <laughs> oh, my God. Unless he was dealing with the, the guy who works in laundry. Oh, my God. Otherwise, just me. That's so funny. I know. You're going to hit the gym after this. <gasps> Plum. I know. <laughs> Keep doing my <laughs> I think if somebody called me plump, I I would probably cry laughing. Like who who uses that word? So I'm pretty sure we all can relate. What is it? I peach? Kind of guess. <laughs> peach. Plump. The fact that the, like the, the fact the gentleman knew my suit size and my waist size down to the T. I mean, literally, the only place I knew to look up was JCPenney.com to look up suit size. I was like, wow, how big is that? <laughs> What's a 52 double breast? I was like, woo. Oh <laughs> my gosh. That's insane. <laughs> I understand the waist size, but the, the the suits jacket size, I was like, that throws me off. I was like, <laughs> I, I know I got shoulders, but whew. but the weird thing is, he didn't say about my beard or bald head. Who has that in hospitality? But he's like staring at your waist to guess the size. Perfect spot. That's off. creepy. Mm, mm. That is so creepy. <laughs> T- time will only tell, but I don't think he's gonna come back. Oh, bummer. I could have bought mm. him with the rate. You know, I thought I had him with the 100 rooms, you know, want to buy in, want to get the, the sale. Wasn't having it. Nah, oh he'll be gosh. back. Yeah, he'll be back. Looking for that plump gentleman. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we all could relate about the person that says like, hey, I'm checking in. It's me. My last five stays was horrible. But I'm back <laughs> for <laughs> more. Like, Expectations high. Oh, my gosh. So, wow, that's like when we were talking about Mr. E that one episode. God, you yeah. remember that guy, the chain smoker in that one realm? Ooh, that's a lot of cigarettes. Yeah, we talked about that. We just, just destroyed them. Where the, where the, walls are, the walls are painted white, but they're yellow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Gross. So, actually, um, because ho- people like to stink up a hotel room, do actually found actually worked really well to get rid of that. It was actually uh, when I worked at another uh, property. <laughs> and it's weird that I hear To get rid of smell, you don't have to change the carpets. Don't change out any air filters. You simply just buy natural scented oils and put three drops in a one-gallon paint bucket and paint the walls. Mm-hmm. Huh. Never have a smell again. Mm-hmm. You know what we have done? The little urinal cakes. You know those little things? Yeah. Put those in the air vents. Oh. Works really well. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to try that painting one. So yeah, if you look up at your air vents, vents and see these little things. Yeah, that comes from a urinal. So I know we're having oh, a urinal cakes. I know we're having our conversation here, but I do have a story to tell you guys. Oh, I'm this, excited. This one's really good. It was, uh-huh. uh, you know, we were discussing prior to is the, uh, you know, it's kind of dark, but it is Halloween. Thought the, that's the side of the hotel, but this is different because this is my first death inside a hotel. Yeah. Oh. I know. First we, ones are always, this one was a journey, okay? Okay. From start to finish. Okay, so come in here. Um, front desk tells me that they haven't seen our regular for quite some time. So we're going to do a uh, room check and um, knock at the door, no answer. Knock at the door, answer. Come downstairs, call. And I'm like, you know, this could be it. Could be over for death. I prided myself because Oof. this industry is kind of common to them. You know, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Help the door. You know, the gentleman's really old, live inside the hotel. So uh, he was, he was lying there. You didn't have any clothes on. You know, no one wants to pass away, fortunately enough. Oh. Coming like that. So here's where it goes weird. So uh, let's first start with the call. Call to 911. 911's like, can you resuscitate? So what do you do? What Put yourself in that situation reality-wise. You got well, a person here that don't know if it's dead or not, but he, he's, he's, he's dead. So, you know, I took it upon myself, like, maybe I can resuscitate. No air, no nothing, just laying there in the bed, didn't okay. respond. No, I uh, couldn't hear the ambulances just yet. So I go up there, and I'm like, look at this body. And I'm like, no, no, can't do that. The girl on 911's like, you have to, sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what, wait, what? I got to do what? 
like you could save this person. I'm like, I well, that's a lot to put on me right now. It's very emotional. <laughs> like, I don't remember how the song goes. Like, and like, and, and anybody knows me, I'm, I'm very, very, I'm very, very live with it. Like, you know, I'm very emotional. Obviously, this is my first person that passed away. He's, he's very, very passed away at this moment in time. Oh, but like gosh. the, I don't know, the passed away eyes didn't close, and uh, <gasps> you know, they're all gray in there, all gray. Oh, all, so like, so like, you want to stick your lips on that one? Mm. Oh. Mm. Mm. And uh, mm. so I, I told her, I was like, you know what? Th- there's a lot thing to go on here. He like, who knows if he died? And Ashley Cost, she's like, is there uh, is there probable cause? I'm like, I, you know, I don't know. This I, isn't I haven't, my job. I haven't absorbed the, uh, this is all the span of like five minutes, obviously, because I'm thinking about my, all I'm doing is trying to prevent myself from putting my lips on his. So finally I hang up. The police get there. They determine it was natural causes. No follow. They coroner's office puts a sticker on the door. And then so uh, the family arrives. Now he's been living inside my hotel for probably about. 13 years. What? 13 years living inside it. He always hated his family. I could understand why, because here it goes. So his room is stacked up with 13 years of living. Decorated, <gasps> decorated veteran. And this the is tees. a hotel. Hotel. Decorated veteran. So extended, family, it's extended stay probably. Yes. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so family shows up and they're like, I'm the brother. I'm like, oh, that that's good. Um, did you uh, did you get a letter from the coroner's office because they asked for it? He's like, I did. He hands it to me. So he gives it to me and uh, read over it. Everything looks kosher and everything. And then he sends in two people that are with him to go inside the room. And they basically just rip the room apart. Wait, uh, rewind. Why does he need a letter? What's that for? So when, when you pass away outside the room, the coroners close it off. And the only person allowed to it is next to Ken. So that was his brother that was allowed into the room. Oh. His brother allowed in uh, just basically looking to get money from the room and see what was available in there. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. This is where it begins. So brother comes down and he's like, look at stuff's all junk. Just throw it away. Nothing in there that makes any money. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to hear about your brother. <laughs> <laughs> so those that know me, I'm a very honest man. At least I try being. So we're going through the room and we find this box of all these diamond rings. Whoa. Some are military, decorative, some are others. Open up the box. I'm like, oh, close it. Person was with me was the engineer and he's like, what do we do with this? I'm like... I don't know. They told us to trash all this. He's like, you can't throw these. This is a real diamond. This is real diamond stuff. Real deal. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Out of all that's there. Literally, um, it was probably just give you an instance. The room is uh, maybe 400 square feet um, studio apartment. Um, it probably was about four and a half feet high of just pure clothes. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And uh, he smoked so much. So the walls were yellow. They used to be white. Oof. Mm. So, but good gentleman. So call up the brother. Oh, you're a nice person. Yep. Call up the brother. We found some rings. Looks to be uh, maybe a family heirloom. He's like, you know what? Thank you for calling me. I was like, oh, okay, that's good. He's like, you know what? Why don't you come to the funeral and drop it off? Never known the gentleman. I'm oh. now going to a funeral. I was like, sir, is there anywhere else that we can drop this plastic off? Maybe prior to or he's like, actually, I want to do it right after the service. Oh You're free God. to come. I'm like, any other? He's like, or you could just throw them out. I was like, I really think you should have these. It looks like it's got some names. He's like, like I said. Do it right after the funeral. Like, hmm, dark area. Oh, my god! So I uh, get dressed up in my daily uh, regular clothes, tie, suit, you know, that way to work. So I go there. And uh, lo and behold, sit down. This guy goes, well, now that everybody's here, we can start the service. I'm like, oh. He's like. Oh, my God. Let's all talk about our memories about him. Every person will be given five minutes to speak about the person. Including also, you? Including me. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is real. This is real. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Um, so I uh, came down to mind and I'm like, you know, maybe I'll talk about that. He liked like muffins in the morning. Like, you know, what am I going to say? I was going through my because I don't know this person at all. I know he stayed there, uh, but he paid his you know, he lived time. there for 13 years, but I only worked there for about Whoa. a year and a year and a half. Uh, yeah. So I didn't know him very well. And he kept to himself. I just know that he always hated his family. And here I'm sitting in his funeral with his family. Oh, my God. And so uh, I happened to sit down to the only open seat in the place, which was there was 13 seats about hearing about this gentleman's life. The person next to me was his unknown lover oh very dark history with that one yeah so she was crying the whole time and i kept on comforting her and she kept asking me she's like how do you know him i'm like i don't i'm here to drop off off the lost and found and it was weird because every time i said that she's like that's so sweet i'm like i don't know whether you're hearing me correct lady i just said i don't know the guy i'm just here to give some medals or some war whatever jewelry and awards because the decorated there's some decorated medals in there and then also uh oh my god so i stand up and then her his brother stands up as well at the same moment time he's like look guys i want everybody to be uh pay attention to this this gentleman here knew my brother the last year of his life and was here to offer some insight about what his life was like and talk about oh. what he liked what he didn't like just perfectly explain his day-to-day operations and really kind of keyed us into his thoughts and how he liked to live his life he just threw you under that bus 100 <laughs> percent. so just not only do i not feel comfortable i know nobody at this wedding i've been sitting next to a woman who's crying non-stop and everybody hates her because i guess it's a long lost lover who he rekindled or he dated after his original wife passed away could you imagine being thrown to this <laughs> guys this is our industry i'm just here to do a job because oh I, I got a good heart i'm here to give a box away to metals <laughs> who have been trying to give this away so here i am this is real now oh my god at this point He's... you just come up with a crazy story about him like wrestling a bear or some shit <laughs> everybody's dead silent now, <laughs> staring at me <laughs> oh so honestly, uh, I've been talking for a while now, and I, I, I'm, I'm kind of long in the tooth, or I do speak a lot. So I just kind of went on how he's a good man, how he's um, you know, uh, always cared for the abandoned cat that was at the hotel. He seemed to always feed it. He liked to really have his time in the morning time by smoking cigarettes, and um, he uh, always spoke very kindly of his family. Which was not true, right? That's when his brother stood up and goes, we know that to be bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> And then sat down. <laughs> Apologize to be swearing, but that's exactly what he said. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, I, that includes my time here. So I sit down and of course, the uh, brother's son speaks up and goes, that's all you're going to say about him? I'm like, what? That's when I'm like, you know what? That's all I kindly wanted to share. I wasn't expecting to share anything. Yeah. I'm just here to make a delivery. And he's like, oh yeah, he's got the cool stuff that we can get the whole money from. Then I'm friend number one to everybody mm. i have items that are worth money oh my god yep. and so after things over i walk up to him and i was like i'm sorry he's like hey don't you get the rings so i was like oh yeah these are the heirlooms that was left he's like thank god thank you thank you for the kind words and for bringing these i mean we'll get these over to the pawn shop as soon as we oh <laughs> cut done <laughs> oh my gosh so that was my first death one of my only deaths Can only he- had two in 23 years Wow. What? Can you believe that guy called me out during a speech that I was giving about a guy I don't know? <laughs> I can't believe you had to be there in the first place. My gosh, I didn't really know. Even show, like, I didn't know what to wear. I was the only guy dressed up, by the way. Only guy dressed up. His brother, who's there, who loved him to death, was there in shorts and a t-shirt. Was, oh, was, my gosh. I was about to ask if you were the only guy that I was the only sleeves. guy dressed up. Yeah, only guy dressed up. And the woman that was just bawling on my shoulder. By the way, never seen her. Never seen her at the hotel never seen her they were dating all the way through i'm like i didn't even want to ask like this is an online thing like was this a virtual thing like i didn't think the guy had a computer oh my gosh 
Yeah. Crazy. I figured that like it's been this long. I know we kind of come in our industry to have a person pass away inside a hotel. I thought it was kind of regular for me to have this type of experience for having to wait this long to actually have a death inside the hotel. So that was my first death inside the hotel. Wow. Hmm. Consider yourself lucky. Yeah. I, I get one of those every month. <laughs> <laughs> But I've never been asked to speak at a funeral, so... Could you imagine that? Nope. I, I, I can't even imagine what I'd say. Could you imagine being called out by his brother? <laughs> I probably would have said something For not knowing real. the truth. <laughs> like, so you how, know what, sir? <laughs> so how did you know my brother? Um, I charged his credit card every seven days. <laughs> I, it always went through. I, I oh, basically... I basically became good friends with the uh, Paul Bear people I could talk to, and not necessarily because they, they were all conjugating... To talk to each other, and I did not want anything to do with that family. After dealing with the whole pawn thing, I was like, look, I can understand why he didn't like you guys so much. And I even gave you guys kind words. Oh, my gosh. You guys were dicks to me. (laughs) Uh, That's when you should have, like, slipped a couple of rings out of the box before you gave it to him. I know. Everything was in there. Oh, my gosh. There was so much clothes we gave to Goodwill. Like, oh my gosh. You know what? How to make the light of this one. I did like the fact that my engineer did say, he goes, um, as we're cleaning stuff, he goes, it's so funny that like everything you treasure in your life after you pass away almost to another person that doesn't know you becomes garbage. He goes, so learn to always admire what you want to and live your life to your fullest to what you think is treasures because to another person after you pass could be nothing. So I always thought wow. those come from a guy who can't fix any type of plumbing and drove mm-hmm. my thing. Aside. It's pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're, it's an old saying. One man's trash is another man's treasures. There you go. One man's lost and found run is another man's speech opportunity at a funeral. <laughs> oh, my God. We don't, you know what, though, talking about right now, we don't have too much lost and found. That's the thing is that it's kind of wow. weird that no one leaves too much stuff because, like, the length of stay is, like, literally like less than a, like, it's like 1.2 or 1.3 days. Mm-hmm. You know, not too many people bring stuff. They're in and out. BT business during or business transit, um, business during the weekdays, and then just maybe sports teams for kids at on the weekends, but very short stays. I think that's why we just don't get a whole lot lost and found. Mm-hmm. The stuff that does get lost does get called upon, like usually like headphones or charger stuff like that. But clothes and all stuff, it's kind of the only hotel I ever worked at that doesn't have too much lost and found. Mountains and mountains of it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I have a yeah. lot too. We well, get expensive stuff too. Mike and I worked at an extended stay property. And, yeah. you know, average length of stay is five nights, 5.3, yeah. something like that. Huge amounts of loss and found. Because you could unpack. I mean, there was dressers and closets and all that kind of stuff. And people would leave so much behind. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Especially, you know, you don't check all the dressers. Mm-hmm. Mm. I got a lost and found one. Lost and found story there. Oh, do tell. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, business guy stays with us uh, Monday through Thursday. Very nice guy, actually. He checks in, checks out normally, just there on business, and leaves. So he leaves on Thursday. He never leaves anything behind. But uh, we get a package, and uh, dressed to his name, okay. and uh, doesn't really have anything else, but we give him a call, because we know him. He stays with us every single week, Monday through Friday. It's his name. We don't anybody else in the arrivals. The name that, even in our history, you know, he can look like 10 days ahead. Yeah. Didn't find anything. We're like, I, it has to be him. Yeah. So I call him, and he's like, what? I got no package. He's was kind of forceful, and sometimes when you're irritating him outside of general, he's not the best friend to deal with. He's just there for business and not really there for small talk. Okay. So he's like, I didn't get no package. He was like, well, I was like, I told him the address on it, confirmed his name. And he's like, well, if it's me, that's me. Open it up. What's in it? Oh, hmm. That's mm. a crime? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> committed a crime. Committed a crime. So we open it up. We're bought in. We open it up, and it's uh, just about as dark as sex toys go. <gasps> oh. Yeah. And you had to describe to him what it was that was in this package. 
<laughs> so he's already irritated, and I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, where does your mind go? You obviously don't know this guy. Pretty straightforward guy. Like, And uh, you're about ready to tell this guy what's in this package. He's like, what's in there? He goes, I had some, and this, and get this. He does that. He goes, I did have some uh, um, birthday gifts sent there for my wife. He goes, but I thought I picked that up. So what's in there? Did I forget something? I'm like, it's uh, it's like adult stuff. And he's like, adult stuff, like comics? I'm like, no, 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 not like comics, uh, sir. Not like comics. I was like, you know, kind of like the uh, the strap-on type of deal. He's like, what? Safety belts? I was like, no. You are kidding me. No. He's I was like, like, spell no. it out. Yeah, so I do. I go, I was like, you know, it's like sex toys. He's like, oh, that ain't mine. Two seconds later, I get a breast. <laughs> Guy comes out of the office. And he's like, I think I had my package accidentally delivered here. Boom. So we found out who it was going to. He shows his ID, and he had a package accidentally delivered to our hotel. <gasps> Those were his. And the funny thing is, he's like, you guys open it up. Was it a guest inside your hotel? He goes, did you tell him it was in the package? <laughs> <laughs> we did. And he's like, oh, boy. <laughs> he goes, that had to be a fun conversation. I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> Please, it was cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. That's wild. Yeah, we didn't. uh, The thing is with that hotel is we didn't get a whole lot of, it wasn't like some of the hotels that we worked at where you get a lot of packages. I mean, it was very, very far from between ever get a package. I mean, the length of stay there was like two or three days. wasn't, you know, around the resort area. So it wasn't like elongated stay. We didn't get a whole lot of packages. So, and we didn't have a whole lot of BT business to where it was, you know, it was in a leisure market. Uh-huh. So, you know, it was just kind of spontaneous for us to find out that one. We're just like, wow, that's crazy. That like, how did this wrong package get delivered? Be the guy who constantly stays was the only business mm-hmm. traveler that we have. And it winds up being this. I was like, what are the odds? Oh but my gosh. Did leave for a huge joke for quite some time. That's so funny. Do you remember when we had that, you know, that airline that used to stay with us all the time? Were you there when we um, unpackaged one of the items because it wasn't claimed in a certain amount of days and it was a stripper pole? No, I wasn't for there for that. For the airline. Yeah, no, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> so we didn't know it was the airline, but this package had been there over a month and the name wasn't something that was familiar to anyone and it didn't say the airline or anything. So after a certain amount of time, we opened it up because it was a long, narrow box. We open it. It's a full-on stripper pole. And then we were like, oh, that's weird. Not even a week later, one of the airlines came in and said, yeah, I had a package delivered, but it was under my sister's name. <laughs> we're like, here you go, airline. Please don't install this in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, they were a flight crew. How are they going to take that on a plane? They get privileges. I didn't know <clears throat> half of what. I mean, you guys were there. We had like tires in there. Tires. Yes. Yeah, tires. Like, I remember like, tires. Bog tire. Like there was ski equipment, golf mm-hmm. clubs. I was like, this looks like a mini like Dick Sporting Goods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, nah. it's because, I mean, shipping for any of that, where they were going to was incredibly expensive. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. The shipping? Yeah, so that's why they would order everything sent to that hotel, and then on their next layover, or if they had a friend that was on a layover, they would take the package back. That's always what it was bad, though. It never got to me as we we loved their packages and stored them right in the gar- <laughs> right in the crappiness of a parking garage. Yeah, yeah. Well. <clears throat> <laughs> when it rains, it's done. <laughs> yeah, well, that was on them for having what was it like forty bikes in that storage cage? So ridiculous. Like oh. those people, they just moved in. <laughs> you know, it wasn't layover. It was their entire garage. Yeah. I, do not, I thought it was unique to that hotel. The, the hotel I went to after that, pre-construction, we had an airline crew and they'd had the same thing. Mm-hmm. They had a full Cajun basically room in the garage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I thought... It's part of the commitment. That's insane. <clears throat> and no, it's part of the contract. They have to have storage. Wow. 
for all their bikes and stripper poles and tires. Mm-hmm. I, I dealt with other airliner companies. Um, you know, it was at an airport property. We had um, Delta, who stayed with us, that didn't have... The only thing with that airliner was is that they um, they had come go so quick. They would have sleep for maybe a day, like eight, nine hours. Out the door, and it was constant rotation, 24 mm-hmm. hours. So I was moving out there, so we never got anything from them. Then we had an Amsterdam crew, and they would stay for two or three days. They had a huge layover. They were really big in electronics. Okay. Huge in electronics, especially Apple products. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I think it was, an Am- it was It was based out of Amsterdam. KLM. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have any airliner stories. I can't really remember. I know that like a lot of the airliners, they used to drink heavily, which falls into the stereotype. But yeah. I remember that uh, for Halloween, we had like a whole pilot outfit left behind. So they really got a gack when they dressed as a pilot. Yeah, uniform. So when I, I dressed as a pilot, and all the, all the stewards would be like, just go to a bar, you're made. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question. I, th- I think you said that uh, we had a previous conversation that you've had to deal with a lot of nudity. Oh, a ton. What is your favorite <laughs> nude story? <laughs> oh, it's so we had a couple stay inside the hotel. The woman believed in like nudity as like a way of life, like nudists. Like that's it oh. is it exists inside the United States, but okay. she didn't really quite grasp the concept of it. Um, kind of walking around the hotel. So, <laughs> so uh, wait, 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 wait. What? So she was walking around the hotel. You go get ice down to the breakfast. Yeah, birthday suit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had to capture it twice. And like, you know, you want to be respectful, but at the point at which you're like, you're in decent exposure. So Respectful? Lady, go get some clothes on. Right. Yeah. So not knock at the door and literally open it up and she's smoking a cigarette inside the room. Yeah. This is the time where, yeah, it was only a year ago. So it's, uh, you know, that's kind of common in there. So I was like, it's time to check out. She's like, you know, I'm going to come out naked. (laughs) <laughs> i was what like well because the night be- the day before i told her she couldn't be naked inside the breakfast area oh are you kidding yeah and like she couldn't believe it i stopped her coming out of the elevator and so i should ask her to leave then but you want to maintain good guest service you don't want to get up there she went back and she put on clothes <laughs> put on clothes so i basically said i was like look at you cannot walk around naked i got kids inside the hotel this is a family-oriented hotel you can't do it she's like fine close the door I come back half an hour because it was checkout time, like 12 o'clock. She opens up the door. She put on a white shirt, long, decided to walk out, scarf naked. Is drinking a soda. She's leaving. Turns around. She goes, I believe in only nudity. And then pours the drink on her. What? Yep. Pours the pupsy on her. So, on herself? On herself. Wet t-shirt contest Wet style? t-shirt contest style. Oh. As she's walking out. I can't imagine because it was about 106 degrees that day. Her walking outside, hopping in her car with sticky uh, Pepsi. Was she on drugs? No, normal person. Should she have been on drugs? She just, yeah. but uh, very, yeah. very adamant about believing about the nature and culture of being nude and that society's high trying to hide it and trying to make it not a thing. And she is there to be advocating that it is. Her husband never said one word. That was just the most bizarre or out thing. out of their minds. It was the most bizarre thing to me. Wow. I, I have so many follow-up questions. Like, number one, how did she function out in life if she thought she could be nude no all the time? Who would serve this person? Like, I like going to a gas station. Or how does that person have a job? How are they paying for this room? Hmm. I have so many questions. <laughs> well, whatever, oh. Whatever the job is. <laughs> there well, is a certain line of work yeah, for that. Well, there's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple. <laughs> but whatever that job is, it does not include a name tag that you stick on. <laughs> so it, it all, like, the weird thing is, is that she was so adamant about it. But her husband never was nude. Huh. It was just her. But what really got to me, I was like, do you really have to pour Pepsi on yourself? That's really? so gross. Mm. 
Yeah, because it has to be weird. sticky. It was, and it wasn't like the can. Like it was like a bottle, so like twenty ounces. Do you know what's funny? I was dosed. picturing the can and that taking a while, and then you just sitting there watching. <laughs> I did too. As it's like slowly chugging out, of the chugging can. out. Yes. <laughs> no, the bottle. Glugging. Yep. No, no, like, literally. Like, like. It was like, and you know, like when you're pouring like direct down, like it's the foam and the the pop bottles. So it it was didn't look pretty. It looked just gross at that moment of time. But she rolled gross. the stairwell down. Can you imagine that smell in the stairwell or the uh, the uh, elevator down? You know, to pick up this one, as I actually had a uh, oh. police one come. <laughs> so, you know, it was during the pandemic, which was police were kind of like not in the mood to kind of jump into anything mm-hmm. and also wonder about public safety about it doing, you know, like because there was a whole lot of movement going around that time, too. So like to be arresting a person that's not in the right mind. The mm-hmm. unfortunate part about just knocking at doors. But the weird thing is, is that every time I knock at a door, because I was just following them around. I was like, dude, we're, we're in this to win it. And I was just trying to tell people not to answer their door and people still answer it. But the, like, what the? It would be literally one after the, like, knock at the door, be like, don't answer the door. This person's naked. He's just not his right mind, and cops aren't coming. Oh, they open up the door. You'd hear from, a, like, oh, hello, sir, <laughs> to a <laughs> sweet lord. Oh, yeah. my God. Or the little kid is like, oh, you got a wingy like me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So after that, the only weird conversation after that is after the police arrested him. They came right to me and I'm like freaking out. I was more mad at the police for not showing up. I know understand. Yeah. He's just like, sir, did he play with himself? I was like, uh, what? Yes. You know, I he didn't. He didn't. You so say I was honest yes? and he's like, no. There might be a gun in there too. <laughs> <laughs> and he, that's the guy said. He goes, because there's different levels about how you can treat nudity. He goes, mm-hmm. he wasn't using it as, he wasn't weaponizing, I think he said, in a sexual way. So there's nothing we can do. Oh my God. Can you believe that? And I was like, yeah, I this guy just created me all sorts of hack walking around this hotel. I mean, I'm pretty sure he scarred three kids for life. Well, that's when you just tell the cops to take him for criminal trespass. That's what so, I did. So I have a tip for you guys. Hmm. If you're ever in this kind of circumstance again, what works? Taser? Um, no, because that's assault. Bear spray? No. So this actually, it's Damn. not service related, but during the pandemic, uh, one of our next door neighbors apparently just like lost it and was on all kinds of crazy drugs. And he would scream at all odd ends of the night. He would throw his pots and pans it slammed into our apartment. We would call the police. The police would say there's nothing that they could do because he's in his residence. And I'm like, but he's throwing pots and pans at ours. And they're like, well, it's technically not your property. It's the apartment's property. If they want to press charges. So there's nothing they could do. We called the police mm-hmm. every other night. They could never do anything. So my husband found a way to make it stop. Time he came out on the patio and started going nuts. My husband went to the back patio, turned on the hose with the thing, and would spray him until he went back inside and calmed down. <laughs> Bad dog. Yeah, like a cat. Just like, Shh. So when the police don't come, just get out the hose or a squirt bottle. And continually squirt them until they leave. Because guess what? Crazy people don't like to get wet. Apparently. Immediately goes through my mind of how to, how to, how to, how to weaponize this. <laughs> Engineer, get me the 450 foot hose. Yeah. It's happening now. <laughs> exactly. Hose it down. Hey, nude person. <laughs> you call the police. Be like, okay, you're not coming. The hose is going to stay on until you come. And the water yeah. is cold. Yeah. We had to put an end to it, but I had a, actually a landscaping crew who was so mad at the homeless sleeping outside. You know what he used to do to get them out? He would what? turn on those sprinklers. Yep. Mm-hmm. See? Water. Water. I didn't know, like, <laughs> and, and do you know what's kind of, I said, like, it didn't like, hurt him, but that day I was like, well, what's going on? He's like, the, the homeless are going to scatter. 
I was like, <laughs> why? <laughs> Obviously, there's a lot of questions that come with that little statement. And sure enough, you see like 44 or five people like running, running, running. I was like, well, what's going on? So I run down there and I walk down there and the landscaper's just cracking. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, we get them up by the sprinkler, sir. <laughs> I was like, why? That's so dehumanizing. He's like, oh. they mess up the grass. <laughs> like, oh, that's his job. It's his little grass. Uh, well, he was so content on the grass. All right. It, this is funny. You're going to cut it. No, 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 no. This is funny, but that was how I kept homeless out of the hotel that I was at by the park. Was it? <laughs> yeah. So from 9 p.m. till 6 a.m., every two hours, the sprinklers would come on for three minutes. See? Water. And it would, a great weapon. It would, it would just get everything wet, and they just stayed away. It, Smart. It, and it was one of those things where it became a deterrent. It wasn't a mean thing to do to them to get them up. Um, unfortunately, some of them would fight back and they would try and cap them or break them off or whatever. But that was our humanizing way of just kind of eliminating the fact that this is a dark place for you to do whatever you wanted to do. And huh. unfortunately, where we did this, it was entirely because they were doing drugs. So yeah. I have video of a guy smoking crack in this little nook. It's like... <laughs> It's like 45 seconds long. How do you know if it's crack? Because um, it was crack. It even says, I'm smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you bothering me? I'm smoking my crack. <laughs> you know, okay. It's like, yeah. Sorry, sir. Man, homeless. Sprinklers will be on in 30 minutes. Oh, my gosh. It's like, it, it's sometimes I'm just like oblivious to how I talk to guests, which is usually pretty calm. But dealing with homeless sometimes is sometimes brutal because you try just being the most sincere because you don't know if you can wind up on TV or not. But I remember when like a homeless guy who was naked outside with another naked girl and they're sitting there smoking drugs there and he's like, why do we got to leave? <laughs> I was like, well, first of all, you guys have no clothes on. Okay. You guys got to get clothes on. You guys can't be around private property. And uh, he goes, there's nothing wrong with this. This isn't your property. I'm like, well, it is. Eventually he left, but it's just weird about, I mean, you're trying to be. Yeah, it can you're, be. Yeah. You're trying, because it can go which way? Because obviously you're dealing with a person who's not in the best of means. Yeah. And so here we are. We have no general training of how to handle this. And police officers, you trained to deal with, you know, homeless that are living out here. But hospitality folks just, you know, that's why, like, how do you approach it? I try approaching it just the best possible way you can. But some of the stuff that we just deal with is just absolutely brutal. Like I said, they're naked, just doing drugs, just chilling there. And you got to somehow get them off your property. God, uh, I love where I'm coming. I love this place. Oh, look, there's naked homeless doing drugs. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. oops. <laughs> like, you know, like for us, our, our problem is that we are trained to be hospitable. We're trained yeah. to say yes. We're trained to yeah. say, you know, what can I do to make this better? Or how can I help you or whatever? You know, like when the homeless are dealing with the police, the police are absolutely not that way. <laughs> no, no. Get up or you're going to jail. Yeah. You know, for me, it's like, you know, I would try to approach people compassionately. Hey, you know, I, I know you are in a tough place, but I can't have you here kind of a thing. So I remember the last property I worked out with Bill, I, he was always like my backup when I needed I would be all nice and try to, you know, help him be accommodating. And then when there was difficult situations, I'd call Bill up and he's like, let's do this. And this <laughs> one go. time, let's go. I've had a rough day. Give me someone to take it out on. <laughs> so I go into, remember there was like the business center was like this little nook. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm walking by and there's a guy that's obviously not a guest and he's in the business center. And I like kind of do a double take. And then I, you know, I ask him, hi, sir, is there anything I can help you with? No, go away. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I go back. I'm like, 
hill <laughs> and we go in there and the two of us go in and i'm like hi um are you a guest here and bill's like you need to leave <laughs> good cop bad cop <laughs> no that was that was good cop and you caught me at the wrong time cop <laughs> That hotel is just a bad location. Like you could sneak right into the business center pretty easily. It wasn't really. Oh, I don't yeah. think there's doors on it. It was very difficult. And also you had. It wasn't necessarily a huge home homeless spot, but there was a lot of homeless that matriculated outside. And we had through the water. It was a very beautiful back uh, back yeah. area of the hotel. That but way. that used to matriculate like homeless back there. And like we had. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we had an event there, we didn't clean up all the way. You had sofas back sitting there. You had, oh yeah. We had access. It was all glass doors normally, or you know, sometimes the um, banquet people would leave the doors propped open or oh, not yeah. doors jarred away. Oh Brutal. yeah, you don't know who's coming through your like. Remember, it's like looking through security cameras. You're like, what is going on? Because <laughs> because there was no alarm back over there. It was pretty much a that that outside door that gets you out to the water was a stairwell that people naturally mm-hmm. just leave outside. So sometimes they would just leave outside there and like there'd be homeless just waiting. Like, oh, it's my- time. was it one of you found a homeless guy at that property under the stairs in like a trash bag or something? Yeah. Yeah. That was you, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. were telling me about that. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> that, was the, that was the guy that had the suit and everything, right? Yes. Yes. So he was homeless, but did not want to appear to be homeless. Homeless, and he would dress in a suit every day. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's why he always got to identify maybe a homeless person by shoes or nails. So wild. There was a lot of fun stories from that property. You know, I still have occasionally it pops up as like a memory on my phone of, and it's of you wading into water. The ceiling is pouring down, and you're in a suit, and you're. Yeah, I'm sure it happened during one of the many pipe bursts. And I remember walking in and seeing you in the water, yeah. trying to vacuum it up as it's all coming down. And I think at one point you had an umbrella, and I just <laughs> let. Oh, I, or I gave it to you, or yeah. something. Oh, so funny. Remember the kids were playing with those glass no. everywhere. There was so we had fire pits inside the pool area. At least I remember we did. the little remember glass the, rocks, and no glass was out there. And so they decided to throw glass around us, almost cutting their feet everywhere. Oh. I was like, how are we gonna vacuum up this? That outside pool area was gigantic, and they just were throwing that glass from that Oof. rock all over the place. Oh my god! Kids. I was like, "What?" That's when we had. Um, that was before the. That was a previous general manager before you had it. Mm. Marty. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Marty. You couldn't pull the eyes of Marty. He is a five diamond resort hotel from New York. Man, that guy knew his stuff. How he wound up with that company, I'm not quite sure. But he didn't. He didn't stay long. He went to a resort hotel. that was very nice. With he went to uh, Eagles Head or something like that. Very beautiful resort in Vermont. Hmm. Yeah, I follow him on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of uh, what else happened at that property. That was just crazy. Um, everything? Do you remember the one time the engineer shut off the whole water to the building and then cap it and lock out, tag out it? Mm-mm. Yeah. I was like, what? Why would you shut off the water? We had to run trouble employing him. Like, he literally shut off the water to the building and then lock out, tagged out it. We had to get a hold of him, which wasn't interesting his hmm. phone, about why it's locked up and we're going to undo it. Hmm. Wow, oh, that's the... wild. Oh, my god! I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. That was... Uh... Well, it probably was just for a morning because we came in and obviously no one had water. And, like he was <laughs> that nowhere... happened multiple times at that place. <laughs> it also had um, that property had uh, buried uh, diesel containers inside the uh, ground that were leaking. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. yeah, out at the loading dock. Yeah, they were bleeding into the ground and kind of like EPA situation. They sealed it off, but yeah, that was pretty crazy. Was that was why like... the ground exploded? No, that was a broken pipe. Oh. But yeah, they were leaking inside there. I was like, what? like yeah, when was, the when the county told me that, I'm like, okay, let's well, that's, that's new. It'd be good, right? You know, it's probably killing ants. He's like, well, it probably could explode. I'm like, oh, and that too. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the weird thing is, the guys even like the EPA team was like, how long has this been leaking? I'm like, like, do you think I'm hiding documents that I know that answer that I'm not telling you? <laughs> <laughs> is this going down right now? <laughs> 
That's insane. Oh my gosh. Did they ever get the shuttle moving that hotel? No. no. That was way before its time. Oh my God. They, they paid someone to haul that off. Yeah. What? Yeah. It was like a brand new shuttle, all battery ridden. No one never used it. Yeah, but it was the drive batteries were shot and oh. it was out of warranty. So the cost to get the drive batteries replaced was too wow. much. That's an all out loss. The engineer is like 500 bucks just to be able to haul it away. Yeah, they paid somebody to get rid of it. Okay, I mean, it, could it be worth any money? I mean, you take the batteries out. I mean, probably could. Steering wheel. If you got wheel. it for free, yeah. Yeah. Man, God, I forgot about that. What a mess. <laughs> All right, uh, what's the craziest thing you've seen at your current property? How about this one? Earlier this year, um, we became pet friendly. Uh, oh, the I franchise company that. That became pet friendly. You know, in our hotel, wasn't used to dealing with it. Scores dropped. Heaven's fallen. Stuff like that. Well, she's like, I lost my pet. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, where'd you lose that? Was it on a collar? She's like, no, it's a tarantula. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, In the hotel? Yeah. Man. Oh, my God. I'd quit. I'd quit my job. She's like, <laughs> I, I was sleeping and he crawled out of the cage and I'm like, you got to be kidding. <laughs> She's like, it won't bite you. It's harmless. She's like, I don't think it attacked anybody. I'm like, well, the I'm sure it doesn't attack you, its owner. <laughs> but us finding it. We don't have the same bond. I'll, I'll send so, you. I'll send you a bill for the exterminator. So if you've seen a whole bunch of housekeepers start doing the oh, oh holy sign, like oh lord, like hey guys, we're just on the hunt for a uh, creepy crawly. Uh, the spider measures. Uh, spider measures probably close to seven and a half inches from. <laughs> so oh. yeah. Pretty much like a salad plate. plate. Yeah, seven and a half inches. It was pretty big. We actually found it um, uh, in the uh, in the uh, laundry room on the uh, the floor that was on, but it took a long time. We're searching all over for it. Uh, we have brown and yellow carpeting. It's actually brown and yellow is the color on it. But yeah. I would quit. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Oh Just not God. a fan. Just not a fan. <laughs> That's wild. I think this is actually a good place to end that. It was a pleasure, man. Yeah, so I appreciate you joining us. I love your stories. Yeah. Miss working with you. I'm yeah. so glad you were able to join us. Me yeah. too. And I literally don't know the last time I've laughed that hard. I literally cried. I'm pretty sure my makeup is still down my face. That was that was a good giggle. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to come back because yes. this is fun. Yeah, next time we'll be on. Yeah, I got plenty of other stories, guys. We can go inside. Well, to our listeners out there, if you heard some of these stories, maybe they inspired a memory. Um, did you know you can write to us? Yes, you can email us at talesfromtheserviceindustry at gmail.com. And we will be very excited to share them on the air. So send over some of your fun, scary, gross, and traumatizing stories. Yeah, the grosser the better. Um, and if you know anybody in the service industry that might enjoy this podcast, we encourage you to please uh, send it along. We've got some new listeners that we saw that popped up in some very strange places. Yeah. Um, Africa was one of them. I'm sorry, Love I don't it. remember the country off off the top of my head. A couple from Germany. We've got a few more Canadian listeners that have joined the, the show. So, you know, thank you for sharing the podcast. We appreciate the growth. It's great to see. And uh, we will be back in two weeks with another episode. So thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.